imposter syndrome in estate and letting agency. Today, I'm joined by Chris and Julie Poulton from Sunderland, who are agents. And we've been talking and the subject of imposter syndrome has come up before we switched on the camera. So um, do you think every estate agent suffers from it? No. Or, the, or if they do, they don't let on to it. Some of the sociopaths don't, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's more common than, 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 than we believe. Um, for me, yes, I do. Does it overwhelm me like it used to? No, it doesn't. But estate agents don't tend to close very often. So we were just chatting and it's out, it will have been open nine months in June. Nine years. Sorry, nine years, yeah. Nine years in June. And that was the same age as some of the estate agencies when we opened and we looked at them and went, wow, they're so experienced, they're so experienced. And then I look at myself now and I sit there and still go, wow, they're so experienced. They're so... Even though when we opened, they were younger and less experienced than we are now. But you still look at them almost as like, as the godfathers, as the long-standing ones, as the ones with the reputation, they sell the nice big properties and stuff like that, where you're only worthy to sell the smaller properties or the mid-range stuff. We're not able to do that. But then over-experience, and when you're given those opportunities to step into, step into their shoes and get the opportunities that they've had and deliver, that's when it doesn't get rid of the imposter syndrome, but it helps you to manage it. And I've kind of learned to take that step out a little bit and go, yeah, I might not feel so I belong, but actually, look how I nailed that one. I'd like to come to you in a second, Julie, but interesting you said they don't ask for the business. Do you think that is a, they don't try and close at the property? Do you think that's imposter syndrome? Um, no, it's just my style. You do ask? No, no, I don't. I don't. Because most don't, most don't ask. No. I, I, I don't ask enough. Well, it depends on the circumstance. It depends on the circumstance. Um, if you've got somebody who's travelled up, um, say it's a deceased estate, you've got somebody who's travelled up and they've got the valuation, you'd probably take the paperwork and do it there and then, or at least be ready to. Um, but I don't necessarily plan to sign the documentation then. Um, I probably could win more business that way. It's just not my style. There's a lot of agents and I speak to people, it's just like, yeah, they just did the valuation at 10 o'clock, you're here at 12 o'clock and literally during your valuation of the other agents phoning up trying to get the deal done yeah, that's not for me so how do you get over your imposter syndrome it's only by having those experiences you know you've you've you've, you've got to bring almost shock yourself out of it because we have this natural tendency to go i don't belong here i don't belong here i don't belong here i've had one bad experience today that i don't belong here you've got to be able to kind of recall those times when you, when you've just done it as good as anybody could have done it when you absolutely nailed it and I'll, I'll every now and again i'll come back to julie and i'll just say that's the one i'm going to use to help me when i'm there because i absolutely nailed that one absolutely nailed it julie i'm making a sweeping statement here but um a lot of women that i've had on the sofa particularly suffer from imposter syndrome in terms of the propensity to suffer from it hmm. do you suffer from it i have done and i do and i think it's got the name imposter syndrome now, but really it's about confidence. It's just about having self-confidence. And when you frame it in that term, it, it, it's not necessarily a thing. You, you get more, you're going to have days where you don't feel like you're having 
you know, you don't feel that you're doing a particularly good job or, you know, things can go wrong. But there are other days when things go right. And I think that for me, what has helped me is mentoring others. I think that when when you talk, when you see how you can add value to somebody else, you see how far you've come. And when I look back now, you know, to where we were nine years ago, we, we didn't really know anything about business. You know, the, the turnover of our business now is what I would have considered a proper a business. Proper business that's and a yeah. when a, there was one particular acquisition we did that tripled the size of our business, and I, I think it was at that point that I felt, oh my gosh, am I good enough to do this? I've never done, mm. I've never studied business at school. I've never run a business of this level. Can I, can I do this? Did I make mistakes? Yeah, one hundred percent. If I went back, could it would I do things differently? Possibly, but. I think you just have to be kind to yourself sometimes and just think it's, it's, it's confidence. Be continually learning. Um, finally, let me just leave you a little secret. 99% um, of the people that have sat on that sofa have all suffered from it. Yeah, I don't... I, 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 yeah. It, 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 it doesn't surprise me. It's how much you let it take over. My biggest problem with imposter syndrome was I couldn't, I couldn't acknowledge when I'd done a good job. And if you can't acknowledge when you've done a good job, then even when you've done a good job, you're going to have imposter syndrome. That was my biggest problem. Okay. So, you know, my biggest bit of advice would be when you do something well, celebrate. pat yourself on the back and celebrate it, even yeah. if it's just a little thing, because that's what you're going to need. When no one else is going to do it for you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Thank you for your time today.